G'day, I'm Pete Mitchum from Australian Brews News. Today on Beer is a Conversation, Matt and I chat with Dave Phillips and Liam Pereira from Dave's Travel and Events. Uh, Dave's Travel and Events started a few years ago and has a very simple philosophy, uh, which is collaboration. They love bringing people together to become part of the ever-evolving beer community, giving them the opportunity to taste and experience the craftsmanship of local producers, uh, whether that's a behind-the-scenes brewery tour, a walk back in time through their pub culture on a, a pub walk, or a bespoke beer experience at a corporate event or a casual introduction into beer at uh, one of their many dinners. Everything they do is about connecting more people to local beer. Matt and I have a great chat with Dave and Liam generally about Dave's travel and events and more specifically about the first Sydney Beer Week, which they took over this year. Enjoy the conversation. This week on Beer is a Conversation, Matt and I conversate with Dave Phillips and Liam Pereira from Dave's Travel and Events, which on their website, uh, they describe as a, themselves as a team of local beer fans committed to supporting local breweries and communities. And from my recollection, Dave's Travel and Events began as, dare I say, a, a boutique brewery tour business. But uh, a few years on, it's grown to be, well, bigger than the Death Star. Dave, uh, welcome. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Bob. And Liam, welcome. Cheers, guys. Uh, Dave, I hope I wasn't out of line with that uh, Death Star crack. But I remember uh, we were first put in touch by Renee Smith from uh, the Atticism PR company, who I was, uh, we were both sort of doing a bit of work with. And they put us in touch and we um, had a bit of a chat. And I thought, yeah, this, this thing's got legs. This guy, um, he's keen as mustard, um, it's fair to say. And it, I'm not underselling it by saying that it was a fairly small um business to start with, but it, it is fair to say that you had fairly lofty ideals. Tell us a little bit about um, what was Dave's Brewery Tours, which has now grown to be Dave's Travel and Events. Yeah, um, I guess uh, back in the day, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a small business and it was a small business aimed at getting me out of, you know, um, uh, let's say Real work. cubicle health. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I'd just come off the back of having to make... Um, a very large number of people redundant in the in the company I used to uh, I was a director of, and I guess um, for me I, I wanted to you know I, that disappointed me greatly, and and I was a bit disillusioned. Um, my wife said I wasn't a happy person, and I needed to go out and do something. And, I, and in the you know in parallel to that, I got a real big interest in in local beer production. I've always been a beer fan and and I uh, get uh, getting out there and seeing um, and visiting some of the local breweries at the time, you know, I got a I had an as I said an interest in in the actual production environments, the beer itself, but more prob- more importantly the characters that were driving our beer scene and no one else was doing it at the time and I thought, well, let's let's um let's see if we can put something together to get more people into these places and learn more about these great people that are doing this stuff. And, and so Dave's Brew Tours was born and, and I was only talking to a guy yesterday, you know, this is, um, it, it's not called Dave because I'm an egomaniac or I'm, you know, or um, I'm Darth Vader of any kind. I just, I actually, I thought we'd probably do it half a dozen times and that would be it and it would be family and friends and, and, uh, and it's turned into obviously Dave. So, um, you know, we're now, Brewery tours and pub walks in Sydney, Canberra, Hunter Valley, Newcastle. Uh, we have our events business, which uh, specialises in beer experiences into the meetings and events space. 
and uh, and now um, Sydney Beer Week. So, you know, it, it's 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 grown as in the last four years, going and grown organically. Um, you know, I'm not. Uh, there's, you know, there's no, there's no big strategy document on the back of the wall that says what we're doing next. Um, and that's, you know, it's we've got a good credit. We've got a really good team of people now. We've got a um, high level of enthusiasm, and uh, yeah, we just want to keep it going forward. Yeah, and I think that's really the key that enthusiasm side of things because um, you know passion will get you into it, but I think it's that enthusiasm and the drive that that really. I guess, ensures longevity and therefore sustainability and therefore profitability, which I'm sure um, Mrs. Dave um, is, is a shine, you know, smiles sweetly upon because um, I'm sure having you uh, a happy husband is one thing, um, but being in the poorhouse is, is another thing. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot happier. I wouldn't say I'm richer for the experience, but, um, you know, that's part of, that's, 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 that's all part of the journey, you know, and, I think the proud, the thing that I'm the most proudest of is um, our partnership model that we've got in Dave's. You know, each of those businesses is uh, is co-owned by other people, and that's what um, I think I'm I'm good at is um, seeing a, a spot, developing a business, and getting it to a point where we can um, hand it over to other people to run. And so, you know, we've effectively got another eight people who are able to follow their dreams in creating and running their own businesses in the beer and tourism space, and and that, that to me, is, is is worth every cent and dollar that we've put into it. Yeah, now we mentioned in the intro that um, you started out with uh, with brewery tours and it's moved into events. One of the biggest events, obviously, on the, uh, the, the yearly, the annual beer calendar in Sydney is Sydney Beer Week, which um, I think from memory uh, popped up maybe a year after Good Beer Week in Melbourne and really sort of um, established uh, a, a great you know, a way to bring the the beer community in New South Wales and Sydney specifically together. Um, and then that last, I think, it, if I'm writing, saying six or seven years, and then you guys uh, took it over as of this year. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, it had been running for seven years um, previous to, to us taking it over. And, and um, I guess the, 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 the driver behind the previous owner was, was Joel, and, and Joel had been doing it for a while, or Joel and his team had been doing it for a while, and... Um, and him and I had, had brief sort of discussions over a beer, as you do, just bumping into each other in the pubs. And so Dave's first got involved with Sydney or Sydney Craft Beer Week a couple of years ago, um, running a tour, for, for, you know, being part of the festival and also running um, running our bus service for what was then the Pine of Origin, um, which is now the State of Brews um, product. So we've, we, we've, had, we've had an involvement with Sydney Craft Beer Week for as long as Dave's been running. And... So Joel and I had a you know we're building a relationship and you know over the course of probably the 12 months before we took it over and we took it over December uh, 2000 and uh, when was it Liam 16 over the course of the preceding 12 months you know Joel was Joel was indicating to me that he was looking to um, to do other things and his life was changing he had a young family wanted to move to the country and the rest of his, the rest of the team behind Craft Beer Week. We're also moving, you know, full-time jobs. Uh, this was always a part-time gig for, for everyone in that team. And so it was, it was becoming more and more difficult to, to sustain it. Uh, and so, you know, we, um, we, we were talking about taking it over. Um, we gauged, we went out to, I guess, local breweries and local venues and people that we knew and asked them about their thoughts about 
whether we should or not and whether we were the right people to take it over. Um, feedback was that because of our agnostic nature that we were probably, you know, some of the best place to do it. And I, I guess, you know, whilst you're speaking to myself and Liam, there's another two people buying Sydney, Sydney Beer Week, uh, Shona Mali and Jen, um, Jen Inesco. Um, Shona has been running, uh, has been a professional events producer for, you know, the best part of 20, 20-something. 20 she wouldn't like me saying more than that, so 20-something <laughs> years. Um, she's an absolute gun when it comes to running events. Um, so between her and Ben, Ben's formerly from Tourism Australia and Destination New South Wales, uh, and now um, in the PR and comm space, we thought between the four of us we had the, the you know the right attributes to be able to take it on and do it successfully. Um, and so we we did a deal with Joel. So we, we actually bought the festival um, and probably the thing that got us over the line was, you know, Joel probably, uh, he knows me well enough. He tugged on my heartstrings and said over a beer as we we're trying to finalize what that, what that deal would look like. Uh, he, he basically admitted to me that if we didn't buy it, it wouldn't, he, he wasn't going to continue it regardless. So for us, that would be a sad state of affairs for beer in Sydney and beer in New South Wales. And, and you know, I, th- I think Sydney Sydney is an alpha city. It needs a beer festival. It needs something on the ra- on the calendar. Uh, and so we, that got us over the line. We said, right, that's that's what we want. That's what we want to do. So, um, you know, our objective was very much don't um, don't screw it up. We use different language around the office. But um, that's pretty much the the SLA or the sorry the KPI. Don't don't screw it up, and and I'll admit um, don't don't lose us money. Um, you know we're we're we are a business. We you know it, it doesn't make us a lot of money, but we didn't want to be activating a festival that was detrimental to the rest of our businesses um, as well. Was it um, was it a case of um, just basically picking up where they had left off, or was the festival, I guess, in need of you know a fresh set of eyes and uh, I guess a different outlook? Yeah, I think it was in need of a, a fresh set of eyes to some degree. And I think um, w- with our handover period with Joel and his team, we had some really big long conversations about you know what they wanted to be doing and they didn't get a chance to do, um, and they were quite open to the fact that they thought it needed a fresh set of eyes and just a, a rejuvenation as well and. It was a lot of things that we were talking to them about, like we were, we were thinking about doing this and that, and they were like, oh, we wanted to do that, we just never got around to doing it, we didn't have the time to do that. So I think it was just more a fresh set of eyes, but also just a bit more um, hands on the ground to be able to get more done as well. That was part of us taking it on, was to be able to bring more resources. Obviously, you know, we we dig into the data, uh, you know, to the Dave's group, and especially into the event side of things, to add more resources to the festivals. So, you know, if you, I guess, it, it, you know, if the, the businessman in me says, well, if you fully costed it out, whatever that we put in, we, you know, it, 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 we went backwards. But because we've already got people, we've already got resources in the on the ground that can help out, it, it, it means that the festival is run, it can be run more successfully and becomes more sustainable. Yeah, spot on. Hey, Liam, one thing I'd like to ask you is how important was it, I guess, to you've, – you've got to look after, if, if you like, the, the crew. You know, you've, you've, in, in some ways yeah. you've got to sing, sing to the choir when, you, when you're looking at different events and that sort of thing. You've got to make sure that the beer nerds, if you like, the, the guys who are already on board um, are, are well catered for. But it's also very important to realise that you, you, it's very hard to grow 
that that fan base. And the reality is yeah. that ninety five percent of of uh, beer drinkers in Australia don't drink, you know, independent local craft inverted commas. Um, so, was there a bit of thinking behind? Okay, we've got to make sure we've got a range of events that are um, not that are inclusive of, uh, I guess, people outside of the the craft beer bubble. Hundred percent. It was a big mantra for us particularly this year, but in general, is sort of um, that beer week shouldn't just be for one particular group of people. It, like, everyone should celebrate drinking beer regardless of what you drink. And I, I used to joke and say, like, I'd love to have a, re- a restless digger station or something like that. And I honestly would. But um, <laughs> it's sort of, uh, you know, and if it's a chance that you, for one week out of the year, you try something that you might not normally drink, and then I think that's a win for us as well. So we looked a lot about geographically where we wanted to extend and also that... Um, you know, making it open for everyone. And I think a lot of the research we did was some people felt that it wasn't for them and it wasn't inviting enough, it was a bit too closed. And so we really wanted to make that as open as possible and let everyone come and enjoy it. So, Liam, as far as the, I guess, the, the, the finger on the pulse in terms of the, the individual events, what sort of percentage would you say um, were what had been done before and what percentage did you, I guess, you know, introduce as, as new features to, the, to Sydney Beer Week? Um, I think, you know, like any, uh, like Beer Week, like Good Beer Week in Melbourne, there are some events which are sort of institutions that sort of have their own legs and run off their own their own steam. And so there is a few of those. Um, but also we've tried to work and get a lot of new um, venues and places who hadn't done something for Beer Week before. And so there's a, it's a bit of a 50-50 mix of um, tried and true tested events that people would just always go to anyway. And then a formation of new events as well. And it's a bit of an evolution. I think... You can't always just do the same cookie cutter event and just put a tap taker on for a week and it's going to come. So I think consumers are getting a lot more smarter and the venues have to be a lot more smarter in what they're putting together as an offering as well. So it's interesting. It's an evolving space and you can't just do the same thing over and over again. But there are some key events which you just it's a winning combination that you don't need to play with. Yeah, um, Dave, do you find that with, with events, it, it, it's something that I've always found is that wine dinners, you can have a pretty average uh, wine offering and just whack $50 more than you could on even the, the most basic, you know, the, the most superlative um, beer offering. Are beer events during something like Sydney Beer Week really price sensitive? I think in general, the price sensitive across the year in or outside the festival. I think the festival allows, um, uh, and that's our, our whole approach to it, is the festival and the marketing and the hype that goes into it, the media that we're able to generate, um, should enable venues to be able to increase their price point for beer events and you know make them profitable and worth doing for the venues and the brands because it's supported by greater messaging. Um, you know, I think my frustration, and, and, and we've spoken about this before, you know, my frustration is exactly that example that you gave, you know, put wine on a table and all of a sudden you're at a higher price point because beer we've got to we've got to raise the we've got to raise the image of beer and it being from that lowest common denominator like as an example with beer week we're we're working very closely with tourism australia and destination new south wales and an example on monday i'm going to sit on a round table to you know as part of the destination new south wales food and wine tourism strategy out to 20 whatever it is 2025 what's the first thing i'm going to say when i sit down is stop you know i don't know what the word is but drop the wine you know because whilst we're always using food and wine comes off everyone's tongue and that's what everyone used that's what everyone's used to but we really need to open up that conversation so that 
the price expect or the price point expectation for beer um, is where it should be or where it deserves to be. Um, because the, as we all know, there's some hellishly expensive beers out there that are, that you know need to be celebrated and tried. How are you going uh, engaging with the various tourism bodies with making tourism, uh, you know, beer a, 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 a tourism product? I think they 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 get it. They they are starting to get it. Uh, we've taken, well, Bays has taken, I don't know, probably at last count, at least fifty to sixty delegates from and and senior members of staff from DNSW and TA. Um, on tours, specific tours to show them what's out there, what's you know what we have, and what and uh, getting the message around. The fact that we're invited to these roundtables and being part of that strategy development, I think, is the first is definitely the first step. You know, um, and at the same time, putting putting our hand up back into the Independent Brewers Association, saying that you know we have you know the we, we've got the relationships with these tourism bodies, both at state and federal level. If you want us, we can talk. We can be. We can bridge that gap. We can. We can. We understand the tourism vernacular. We understand their priorities. Their priorities: uh, heads in beds and bums on seats. Right. So, um, we we've got to develop more of a relationship between the beer industry and the tourism industry. Um, and uh, and and I think look, venues having tap rooms are part of that. Definitely, ale trails are part of it. Brewery tours are definitely all part of it but we've got to get that um, conversation going. And, and so being, a, I think being a part of it, a long way of saying, being a part of that conversation is, is definitely the first step. And I take, you know, I personally take that very seriously because, you know, wine has had a place um, uh, on the stage and it's definitely part of t- uh, Tourism Australia's forward strategy. Def- it's a big part of their strategy, food and wine. So um, we need to be in there waving the flag telling the story how much is the perception of beer um caught up in in all of that you know one of the things like i I do very similar tastings in brisbane to that which you do in sydney and i hate doing bucks parties and i pretty much uh, have a rule that i don't do them or if we do it's very early in the day before the silliness sets in because there was just a mindset that beer tours are about going out, getting shit faced. You know the, the the uni pub crawl, the the the, the bucks uh, style event. Does that perception of beer tours have a, a a negative impact when you're dealing with uh, you know tourism bodies? Because that's not the sort of thing that they want to be encouraging. When in fact the reality is very very different to to what you are offering. I think previously, yeah, and I would say you know two or three, even two as early as two or three years ago, yeah. Um, that's you know it's a beer tour, it's a bucks party. Now I think from from efforts from ourselves and other tour operators, um, you know, running tight ships and also getting those tourism bodies involved with us, and, and you know, it's everything from the imagery that we use, it's uh, the language that we use on our website, the experiences that we uh, provide those you know those industry players when they come to experience us. Um, they walk away straight away knowing that it's it's not a it's not a, a booze up it's not a piss trip it's not a bucks party um and but it it's it's hard work right because people think wine tours and they they get romantic because we're in vineyards and you can see rolling green hills and all that type of stuff uh high majority of breweries 
existing, you know, um, industrial, you know, some sometimes wastelands, and hopefully it's in the gentrified part of town, but it's still industrial. Um, so it's 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 slow. It's elevating its image, um, but it, it does take time. What's for us one of our biggest concerns as an operator is um, other oper- not operate not other operators from a competitive point of view. It's other operators being sloppy um, and you know catering to the types of people that you know most of us don't really want to see in breweries or most breweries you know from what we know from brewery owners saying they don't want in in their venues. So we specifically at Dave's we use very clear language. We um, we if we get a booking that smells or looks like a bucks party that um, hasn't engaged with us on a specific inquiry. We get on the phone. We use very clear language about what our expectations are, and for us, it's about them having good time. If, if what they want to do is get you know backs to the wall drunk at 9 a.m., they're going to have a crap time with us. We're going to have a crap time with them. Let's not go down that path. Let's put them in touch with some bloke who deals with that stuff, you know. Um, but we also give them advice that if that's what they want to do in our local breweries, we'd recommend that they think twice about that. And then most guys, to be honest, most people are apolog- you know, they send me apologetic. They go, yeah, you're right. We're going to be a pain in your bum. Let's not, we won't, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll plan our other, you know, we'll plan it ourselves. And we generally get on the phone then and ring the breweries and say, hey, by the way, these guys are planning to bring in 17 you know, <laughs> blokes. And heads up. They'll all be drunk, you know, heads up. And they go, yeah, cool. No worries. Thanks. And then that's up to the venues. That's up to the venues to decide whether they want those people in their, in their venues or not. And they want that hassle. We like to be brutal. We don't make enough money from this stuff to to deal with the stress. And I don't want my staff um, or team members put at risk, or or even our our reputation. You know, as soon as we start bringing poor behaving uh, guests into these venues, our reputation goes out the window. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking about uh, venues and getting back to um, specifically about Sydney Beer Week, uh, yeah. ha- has the feedback been? from the, I guess, you know, your stakeholders or, you know, uh, your partners in this whole thing, um, particularly focusing on the, I guess, the breweries who have um, who have had events. Um, what's the feedback been on, on how it's been this year? Is it breath of fresh air kind of thing? Is it more of the same? Is it, uh, you know, some constructive criticism? How's it gone, Liam? Um, yeah, we're, we're having all those conversations at the moment. I think, I think we've definitely got our message out further and wider this year and I think we've cast a wider net and bring people into these venues. And I think that's a big message that I've had talking to these guys before Beer Week as well. It's like part of Beer Week is, is uh, the industry investing in the next generation of beer drinkers who are going to be coming into everyone's breweries and venues and stuff like that as well. And I think uh, the conversation we've had so far is been really positive. Um, you know, for us, we've been very open. It's back to our first year and we had our mantra of, you know, don't mess it up. And we're having some great open conversations about how we can do things a little bit better as well because, you know, it's still our first year. We've, it's still been a steep learning curve for us as well. So um, I think uh, overall it's been really positive, but, you know, there are some, some things that some, – some sage advice that we're taking on hand as well. Yeah, for sure. And I know from my experience with um, with Good Beer Week in Melbourne and, and even with the the AIBAs and, and GABs is that there's, there's sometimes it's about managing the expectation versus the reality 
Um, I think a lot of venues sort of think, oh, good, I'm, uh, I've paid my fee, I'm on the website or whatever, I can sit back now and, and uh, you know, uh, a full house will just appear on my doorstep at the, at the allotted time, not realising mm. that, uh, you know, it's, it's a two-way thing. They've got, to, they've got to sort of, I guess, push it to their databases and, and those sorts of things and get actively involved. And I think punters can smell if, if you're not really sort of, you know, super enthusiastic about your event, then perhaps I don't want to be. Yeah, I think um, part of what uh, us growing and moving forward is also having a lot more work and, and showing people what they need to do to make their event successful as well. Because um, you can see the, you know, some venues who have the allocation and the time to put some more resources behind it, and that investment always pays off. And I think it's sort of our job to, to make everyone's events as well promoted as possible. And part of that is telling them what we can do for them, but also here's what really, really recommend that you can do to make your event work better. And if that's, you know, putting in touch with a graphic designer to put a poster together or, you know, me jumping on the, the MS Paint and doing something for them or, you know, all those type of things. And because um, you can see the ones that it pays off for and the other ones who can sometimes sit back or maybe they've had a change of staff and the, the one person who was putting it all together is left and then everyone else is sort of rushing to put the pieces back together. So... Part of our job is to sort of foresee those things that are happening and then um, giving them as much support as we can as well. Yeah, and Dave, I can imagine like um, that there's a long-term view. It's kind of like, you know, um, Matt and I speak often about uh, our experience um, and what we've learned just running a, a, a stand, an exhibitor stand at the ECA each year is that you can, you can start to... Um, uh, like train the punters, and you'll say, okay, it, it, we got a few in this this year for for what you know, uh, to doing whatever it was that we did. Next year, that will actually build because those people will come back expecting it to be there, and and after two or three years, it becomes a you know, at the Echo certainly, it becomes a tradition. And I'm sure that's one of the things that any beer week needs to do if you're getting venues on board is is managing that expectation to say, look, it's not going to all happen in the first year, but if you create something like Pint of Origin, Pint of Origin just kind of started you know as one of those you know pop-up ideas that's now become you know a fixture yeah and definitely and i think it's on both sides like it was very encouraging to see the amount of you know one of the things that when when we first took it on was like will they you know will, will they come will they you know um and and it was great to see some of the venues returning with their you know their tried and tested you know just institutional you know um Event and then, as Liam said, some of the more innovative stuff and the newer stuff. So that was that was great. What was really good was you know being out and about during that week and talking to beer fans and punters, saying, and they said, yeah, I've been coming to this event for the last four years, and I'll see you again next year. You know, when I'm going to book a ticket again straight away. You know, and and just hearing the the um, the enthusiasm around it existing and the fact that they were visiting multiple events during the week. So yeah, it's. Um, that's encouraging, but you know we we're also on a long we're, we are on a longer term strategy with it, you know. And and what's the end what's the end game? But to be honest, boys, don't know. Like we just want to continue with not screwing it up and get it to the point where <laughs> um, it is on the regular calendar. Like keep elevating it. My um my big agenda is to make sure it's it's on it's seen by state government bodies that it's a regular thing and they get behind it in terms of their support and they are supportive but they can only do so much right so what else we can do um and, and uh i don't know what else to say but you know it, it's it's the vibe man so you know yeah. you gotta, I, we I hear you brother that vibe yeah, yeah you know 
And do you, do you feel too that, um, and I guess I'll throw this to, to either, either or both of you, that it really needs to be um, a dynamic thing? Like, so the the traditional, the expectation is that it's going to be, um, you know, between these two dates, at the, you know, this time of the year each each year, but that um, there's that risk of, oh, it's, you know, another tap takeover or oh, another beer dinner. There's, there's nothing new. There's always, you've, you've got to kind of, I guess, keep um, keep things fresh but the other thing too that that strikes me is that do you have a whether it's an intentional or not relationship with say, the police or with liquor licensing or anything like that in terms of i guess promoting here we had all this massive um uh, number of events and we didn't get a massive number of pissed idiots you know looking to uh, coward punch each other at two o'clock in the morning i think um yeah i mean we do have those conversations like you know we're holding some pretty key events where we're we're notifying police about, you know, things like uh, the opening gala at the Maritime Museum, which we have an event license for. And, you know, we notified them with, you know, in due course of saying, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. Here's our, here's our license for it. Go ahead. And they didn't even come and check it out, which I was really surprised with. And I think um, because we have so many breweries, especially in Sydney, they're running cellar doors and doing such a great job and, you know, really doing a, a great messaging to the to the local council and, and police about what a great industry it is that we don't have glassings and fist fights and all the time. Is there's there's that um, understanding that a beer event is not a rowdy piss up. That uh, a, you know a, a beer event with local producers is actually quite civilized. And you know I you know through brewery tours and all this stuff, I spend a lot of time in these breweries on, on weekends, and I've never seen a glass being thrown or a punch being thrown in any of these things. Um, and so I think that's sort of well known now. I think the council gets it, the police get it, that these aren't, you know, drinking slabs of tinnies and, and punching each other in the face. Um, and, and that's awesome. And that's a big part of what we have to do is sort of promote that as well and, and make sure that culture um, continues. Because, of course, it also, from a financial point of view, it makes it a lot easier for whether it's tourism or state government or whoever it might be to uh, to throw sp- sponsorship money at something that, uh, yeah, puts them in a good light and uh, and doesn't attract negative publicity. A hundred percent. And especially in Sydney where we have, you know, um, some liquor laws and, and stuff which have been quite rash and um, has been very damaging to our hospitality industry. So have any event of this scale and not have any incidents is um, a very important message to show that there is another alternative to, um, you know, drinking a bowl of vodka before you go out to, to the cross and, and these type of things as well. Now, Liam uh, and Dave, we, uh, Paul Pacey, regular uh, contributor and listener to our program, has um, we have a Pacey's poser, which is a, a question that we, we usually ask you know, our guests, and be they brewers or whatever, and it's uh, looking back now on what you've done in the, the first Sydney Beer Week um, that you've been in charge of is, is now done and run. If anything, what would you change? I'd like to find some more time to have some sleep during the week. Would be quite nice. <laughs> I'm going to say exactly the same. I'd like to be able to clone Liam just for like a pop up Liam for. Um, so we're on the we're on the hunt for our next Liam. So anyone out there who wants to get involved, so uh, definitely on the hunt for the next Liam. But yeah, it's um it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a hell of a lot of work. It's a hell of a lot of invest, uh, in, emotional investment. Just a bit more resource would be great. We always knew it was going to be the undertaking, but until you've actually done that week, you don't know what it's actually like. Um, and it was great. It was really enjoyable, but it is a slog. Um, yeah. 
and it's a, it's a long recharge afterwards, but emotionally and physically as well. There's a theory that there's a, a that just the right number of events. If you have too many, then yeah. a lot of events will get will get lost in the in the white noise, and and it's very hard to sort of you know market them all equitably. Uh, but at the same time, you want to go. Oh, well, there wasn't really much on. So have you have you guys have what you did this year? Would you say you know what we'd probably trim it back a bit next year, or would you um, perhaps say there's there's room for more, but specific events? I think um, it was something we were really conscious of coming into it, and it wasn't so much about the number, but where they were as well. And a big thing for us is like you know, as we were saying, make it open is to put more events, not just in the city CBD in, in a west, but actually move them to other places. Um, so I think we got the right number. I think we could spread them a little bit more. Um, and for us, it's not a, we don't care about, we don't have to brag and say, we've got 106,000 events. It doesn't really matter. It's about the, the, those events being really well run and really well attended. So I think we're about right. I think we could just spread it a touch more. Yep, cool. No worries. All right, well, listen, we might uh, leave it there. Congratulations, boys, on your success. All the feedback that, um, that we've been receiving has been uh, 100% positive, and there's certainly, uh, in addition to that, um, a, a very much looking forward to, to what's going to come in the years uh, in the years following, based on what you've done. So here at um, Radio Brews News, Matt and I would, uh, would congratulate you guys on what you've done and wish you all the best for the future. Uh, and thank you for joining us today on Beer is a Conversation. Thank you very much, boys. It was a pleasure. Yeah, guys, congratulations. And particularly, Dave, congratulations on all the work you're doing to put beer on the tourism map, which I think is uh, you know one of the, the really important long-term uh, goals and give them a long-term sustainable future. Thanks, Dude. I appreciate that. So uh, love your work, boys, and uh, always a pleasure to talk to you too. No worries, mate. Next time over a beer. Yeah, love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice, Prof, if we had the budget to do all of these uh, in person? That'd be great. We just need a sponsor. One, yeah. one of them just <laughs> needs to move, right? Well, there's three of us here, so how about you guys come join us? <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> all right, gents, we'll talk to you soon. Look forward Thanks, to mate. We'll let you get back yeah. to it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Liam. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And that was Dave Phillips and Liam Pereira from Dave's Travel and Events. Radio Brews News and Beer is a Conversation are made possible by our very generous sponsors, Cryer Malt and Brewpack, who are not only supporting this conversation, they're supporting the good beer industry and we thank them for their support. We also thank our Radio Brews News paid subscribers who donate a small amount each month to help keep the conversation going as well. Thank you for your support. If you like what we do and you'd like to support the show yourself, you can find a link in the show notes. Uh, you can make a one-off donation or a regular small donation. You can also help us by helping others to find us by leaving a review on iTunes on your favourite podcasting app. Finally, you can join the conversation by sending some feedback, comments or suggestions to producer at brewsnews.com.au. Thanks very much for listening. Join us next week for another beer conversation. Mm-hmm.